This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. to the Glenbeck program. It is Friday. We have a lot to cover this last hour, including your phone calls. We've talked about the Great Reset, COVID. We have an expert on COVID coming up in uh, just a second to give us a, another new perspective on it. Uh, and I want to take your phone calls. What did we miss? What do? Uh, what is on your mind? The number is 888-727-BECK. Call us now. It's Friday. By the way, you know, I have not mentioned our new theme. Uh, it's all original music uh, by Sam Carden and uh, Nick Daly, and I think they've just outdone themselves this year, and I just wanted to point out what a great team I work with. Um, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. I've been talking to you about The Great Reset lately. We've covered uh, some of what that means and how it's going to affect you. Some of the things that I, uh, I, I want to impress on you is this is going to be a battle that are that is fought house to house community community child to child parents uh this is not going to be something that you're going to get uh, these big corporations just to stop doing we have a very long battle ahead of us and we have to teach our children the the true principles there is a a lack of principle education uh, in our country, the, the just the lack of do the right thing because it is the right thing. Things are not real anymore. Everything is up for grabs, uh, and that's got to stop. We are going to return to real principles at some point. The only way to save ourselves is to do that. And the Tuttle Twins books are the books I think that are really great to prepare your children and your grandchildren for the life that they're going to be living. My uh, my kids ask me all the time, Dad, what is it? What does this mean? What is this going to look like for our lives and the lives of our children? Um, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, I, and I hesitate to tell them because I don't want to scare the living pants off of them. Um, but, you know, you're old enough. You, you do need the living daylight scared out of you because that's what we're facing. You need to prepare your children with facts and equip them with principles. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get these books now. They're for toddlers all the way to young adults. 35% off their discount books right now, and they're giving away their activity books with no additional cost. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 
Matt Ridley is coming up in uh, just a second. We have Justin Haskins joining us one more time this week. He's the co-author of the number one best-selling book, The Great Reset. Uh, you can find this at Glenn's New Book. Dot com Glenn's new book dot com. Uh, I'm hopefully going to try to uh, record the audiobook uh, today. I urge you to get this in in paper copy. Uh, it is so important that you have a copy of this. And if you can't afford it, more than one copy, you need to keep a copy with you. It is the primer. It is it's the only book of its kind in the world that is talking about the Great Reset. Uh, and this should be, if you have friends anywhere in the world, um, Australia, the United Kingdom, Europe, anywhere in the world, you need to call them and say, get this book. They don't have anything like this, and we're all going through the same thing. Justin is with us. Justin, thank you so much for your hard work on all of the research and everything for this book. Um, and uh, and for being in studio with me uh, all week to answer questions. Um, what have we missed this week on The Great Reset? Yeah, so, I mean, this topic is so gigantic, which is why people really do need the book. More than a year's worth of research went into that. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of footnotes and sources and things we could talk about. One of the things I think that we have not hit particularly hard is the role not just of banks, but of the Federal Reserve and central banks specifically. They are driving much of this agenda right now, and they're going to drive it even harder into the, into the future. And they're actually going to force, in a top-down way, most banks that rely on them in, in any capacity to go along with much of this Great Reset stuff. Just so this, I was... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, hang on just a second. I, uh, uh, let me just give you some context. I remember getting a call from a guy who was at the top of one of the big banks, uh, one of the biggest banks in the world. It was uh, the weekend that they started talking about TARP. Nobody had known about it. It was a Sunday night. He called me. Uh, he said he lived in New York. He said, I've just walked home. Uh, and he said, I cried almost all the way home. Now, this is a very reasonable guy, a big businessman. Um, and he said, people don't know what's coming. And uh, he told me the story that when they got in with the Treasury and the Fed, the Fed brought in all of the banks into the basement of the Fed, the Federal Reserve in New York, uh, one Sunday night, had them all there. And his bank said, we don't want the bailout. We, we don't. And they said, you're all taking the bailout. No one is leaving here without participating in this. We are all doing it. And they forced these banks into TARP. Uh, and that kind of stuff is coming again. They've already done it once. The Fed will force every bank to be involved. Yeah, that's exactly right. And many of the people who are in the leadership at the Fed, Jerome Powell, uh, Leo Brenard, uh, these people were in the Obama administration or were involved in the Fed back when TARP happened back in the mm -hmm. early uh, quantitative easing. They were involved in all of that stuff. So they're very familiar with how all with, with these strategies, with how these things work. Just this past week, uh, the Jerome Powell at the, the head of the Fed came out and said that they're going to roll out sh climate change stress tests on banks. And what that means effectively is they're going to go to the banks and they're going to start, the Fed is, they're going to go to the banks and they're going to start saying to them, okay, 
Are you prepared for a climate change crisis? Do you have policies in place that make sure that you're not lending to people that are worsening that crisis? Do you have, and what they mean by that is essentially ESG scores. Do you have an ESG system in Mm -hmm. place making sure that these, all the people you're doing business with are going along with our green agenda, are going along with the Green New Deal and things like that? That's going to become the reality for these banks and everyone who does business with the banks, too. And it all comes from the Fed. So it's not just is Bank of America green. It's is everyone that's doing business with Bank of America also going green. So you're not going to be able to get a bank account with these people in the future because of the Fed. That's 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 going to be our reality. So I think what people don't understand, and this is why it's so critical that you you read the book and then you start logically thinking it through because it's not about control on the top end it is about unconstitutional controls on the top end that affect the everyday person um and so when you say well uh, a climate stress test what they're saying is is that every the globe is going to go green and so all of the money is going to be pouring into these green new deals and solar panels and everything else So if you're going to give a loan as a bank to somebody who is building a refinery or are drilling, when that thing falls apart, that becomes a very risky uh, deal. And so they're going to say to the bank, you can't make those risky deals because that's not the future. That's like giving loans to the Fisher Carriage Company instead of General Motors. So give it to General Motors. And they're going to force them to do this. And as Justin just said, if the bank doesn't give the loan to industries that they have picked and choose through the government and through, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum and, uh, and all of these other things, if the bank won't give them money, there is no parallel. You cannot do business. They also are putting in on this that if you are an oil company and you're like i don't need your loan um i don't want any of your money you if you are another company that has a loan from a bank and you make some sort of oil widget but that's not even your main business it's just an oil widget that oil widget will now count against you and so the bank will say you're doing business with this company by making these oil widgets You have to stop selling them or we cut off your funding. That's right. All the way down the line to your house. You can't buy that house. You're buying that house. Does it have solar panels on it? Does it have this or that? That's too great of a risk. You speak out against social justice. You speak out against global warming. You are a risk to the bank. That's right. That's exactly that's exactly right. You're not going to be able to buy even if you could find someone who is selling a gasoline powered car in 10 years, even if you could find someone who's allowed to sell those, you're not going to be able to get a loan from a lender to buy that car. You're going to have to have cash to buy that car. And you probably won't even have cash in 10 years because they're trying to phase that out. That's the whole point. Every aspect of your life is going to change because these institutions are going to make it impossible for you to live your life the way you're living it now uh, through this through this approach, through the financial system primarily, but secondarily by the financial system putting pressure 
on corporations, they're going to phase out all of these other products and services and things as well. So you're going to wake up one day in 10 years. If you don't read this book, you don't understand what's going on with the Great Reset. You're going to wake up in 10 years or five years or whatever. The world is going to be totally different and you're not going to have any idea why you're not able to buy the things you used to be able to buy. You're not able to go the place, say the things you used to be able to say. None of it's going to make any sense to you. And it's because this great reset framework behind the scenes has been working this entire time to reshape uh, the, the economy, to reshape society through the financial system, through corporations. And our world is going to change whether you understand it or not. The only chance we have of stopping it is for people to understand it. And then we have to change our behavior to try to make this thing, uh, stop this thing in its tracks. If people don't understand it, this train is going to keep going. It's not going to fix itself. So you got to educate yourself about these issues and really know it. I know the Fed is not a sexy topic, but it needs to become a, a sexy topic. You need to know this stuff. Yeah, it is um, the time for the time for frivolous uh, talk and frivolous action and Pepsi versus Coke is truly over. Um, you know, Justin, I'd like to talk to you about a, another book. It'll probably take us another year to do the research on this. But um, the metaverse, uh, the AI situation. I mean, I know a lot of the leading futurists in the world. Uh, and I read this stuff all the time. And the one thing we don't have in this book is the effect. This is really being caused by a, a few things. Um, one, greed. Uh, China is the new model. People can get rich. And if they're if they're doing crony capitalism, like in China, uh, it's a great system for some. It sucks for most everybody else. Um, but you also have the industrial revolution this new ai industrial revolution that is going to take place between now and 2030 and by 2030 40 percent of all jobs that we know of now will be gone so it is going to change our society fundamentally the other driving factor in this is the fact that when they bailed these banks out we all knew at the time you can't do that but they were desperate. They did what they had to do, violate the free market to save the free market. I don't think a lot of it, I think most of it at that time was not nefarious. Um, but they have since then, because everything that I've been telling you for the last 15 years about the banking system is true. They have denied it the entire time. We have never come into a recovery for our financial system. We are still paying the piper for all of this. Uh, and so they know, and so they're coming up with a system to protect it. And they don't care about protecting anything else other than the financial system. So you can take all nefarious things out and say, why would these people do this? Because they know what they've done has destroyed everything plus technology is now rising we're entering a new world but they're devising it without you and without your knowledge and it makes you into a literal slave uh having to do what they tell you to do uh the book is the great reset you can get it at glenn's new book right now get a copy read it share it with as many friends as you can this has to be the litmus test for the the midterm elections uh, because we need fighters in there that understand it. 
uh, glensnewbook.com. Back with more in a second. And your phone call. I want to tell you about on 9-11, we had about 3,000 people that were killed in a terrorist attack here on American soil. Yeah, sure, it wasn't as bad as uh, January 6th. I'll tell you that right now. But there was a there was a group of people that decided to change things. And I love this group because they they changed their life and they have dedicated their life uh, to living the promise that I think all of us kind of made on September 11th. When a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and the children are left behind and this is happening to our police officers, the way we can really help is by partnering with tunnel to towers they pay off the mortgage to lift all of the financial burdens off of these family uh, of these families and bring some stability anybody who is catastrophically injured who's a veteran or a first responder they build mortgage-free smart homes and enabling the real severe cases of our heroes to live independent lives they do they bring light where there is darkness and i can't endorse these people highly enough I, I love their work, and you can help at $11 a month. $11 a month, t2t.org. T, the number two, t.org. It's Tunnel to Towers. Help them in their mission of making people's lives better and thanking our, our most valiant warriors at home and abroad. T2t.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to Samantha in uh, Texas. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I wanted to ask, um, do you think the Great Reset is biblical? You know, everybody has been saying this since, you know, right after Christ died, uh, you know, that he's coming soon, et cetera, et cetera. I will tell you this checks many of the boxes. I don't even know. Justin, are you a are you a religious guy? I am a religious guy. Yeah. Uh, uh I mean, I don't think anyone knows the time or the place, Glenn. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I do think I do think this this makes a lot of the stuff that we thought would never be possible absolutely possible. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. So so it, it is a uh, whether it's biblical or not. Um, I personally believe, um, and I'm not talking about the people involved in it. I'm talking about the attitude. I do believe it is evil because it's about controlling and taking people's free will away from them. And that's why we were sent here to have our own free will. And so I think this is quite honestly, uh, a plan that Satan would have hatched. Uh, you know, I'll bring them all home. Uh, they'll all be fine. They just have to do exactly what I tell them to do. Uh, so it's biblical in that sense, and uh, several, I think, several prophecies will come true because of of where this is headed. Uh, thank you for your uh, phone call um, on that. So um, next week, Justin, I'd like to continue our our conversations and also be able to have. Um, I think we should put together something on our website on my website. Um, so you can follow the news of the day because it's coming fast and furious. Uh, and every day there's at least one major story 
that is breaking. Yeah, without are a doubt. You, are you seeing? Are you seeing any movement in uh, the political realm in Congress? Anybody starting to wake up on this? Every time I talk to one of them, they're always like, I, "You know, I've heard about it. I don't really know." It's not a priority. In, not in Congress. I mean, there, there are some people who are uh, were, have, have proposed, Republicans in particular, uh, rules, financial rules, things like that, that would make it harder for banks to discriminate against certain kinds of industries like That's oil not- and gas. But, but they're not they don't see the big picture. They don't they, they don't really see the big picture. I think states I think there are some states that actually have started to kind of pick up on how important some of this stuff is. Um, but do they understand in Washington what's going on? No, they don't. And unless people start putting pressure on them to understand it, they're not going to. They're going to continue uh, living in that universe where it's left versus right. It's the it's it's, you know, the cable news talking heads screaming at each other. It's the same thing every single day. It never changes. And they never focus on the stories that are really the most important stories Um, it's really important i i spoke to about 400 state legislators about a month and a half ago and i talked to them about this and many of them had some inkling of it they had seen things that worried them but nobody had tied them up if you are in the state forget about washington we've got to stay save our local communities Um, getting on a zoning board is is paramount just paramount these people are zoning things in for agenda 2030 right now and it's everywhere i mean it's here in texas it is everywhere you've got to get involved locally um, because that's where you're going to make your biggest impact please grab the book glenn's new book.com glenn's new book.com all about the great reset back with matt ridley in a minute The Glenn Beck Program. So I have some great news for you. If you're looking to sell your house or buy a new house, whether it's across the street or across the nation, it could be a real hassle. I mean, things are changing so rapidly. The price of houses, et cetera, et cetera. You don't want to get behind the eight ball. You have to have somebody who is good at negotiating, good at selling, depending on where you are, and good at buying. And you need the people who have the best practices. That is what Mercury One, uh, or sorry, not Mercury One, but Mercury Real Estate does. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. Uh, started it about five, six years ago. The results are fantastic. It is a free service to you. What it is, is we go out and we look for the real estate agents that have the best experience, the best track record, uh, the, the qualities that we have put together through working with 500 of the best real estate agents in the country, um, and put together a, a laundry list of things that really your real estate agent needs to be a pro at. We'll give you those pros' names in your your neighborhood that I think will do the best for you. It's a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Great Reset is available now anywhere you get your books. It's by Glenn Beck. You can get it at glennsnewbook.com.
We have Matt Ridley uh, on the phone uh, with us. He's the co-author of Viral, The Search for the Origin of COVID-19. There is a big story that came out this week. um, Exposed emails from Fauci and the gang seem to be just a blip in the news cycle this week. But it is important that we don't move on. Uh, We we have to search for the origin of COVID-19. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to get Matt Ridley on to talk about what was discovered in these emails. What does it tell us and why are they important? Hi, Matt. Ben, good afternoon. Nice to talk to you. Good morning, I should say. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're in the UK. So good evening. Good afternoon. Uh, So, uh, Matt, tell me. Tell me what new came out this week. I don't know if you saw the Fauci hearings, um, but uh, I mean, I we had this information a few months ago, but now it is being confirmed uh, and doesn't look good for Fauci. Am I reading that right? Well, we knew uh, for uh, we've known for a long time that there was a meeting in early February, which Fauci attended. So did Francis Collins. So did. Uh, Sir Jeremy Farrer of the Wellcome Trust, who was actually the person who, who asked for the meeting, um, and a bunch of other senior virologists, on the phone on Saturday the 1st of February, um, uh, in which they discussed the, the widespread concerns among uh, virologists at the time that it looked like this new virus was uh, the product of manipulation in a laboratory, or at least it had mutated in the laboratory, that they couldn't explain how it came about in nature. We've known just the outlines of that, but when we sought the emails about that meeting, that followed that meeting, we got totally redacted documents, you know, with everything mm-hmm. blacked out. And that was a little uh, intriguing, Odd. to say mm-hmm. the least. Uh, now, some of the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee have been allowed a uh, sight of the unredacted emails and have transcribed some of the key paragraphs. Uh, and they, they are even more startling than we expected, because what they show is that um, uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins and other senior uh, advisors to the government in both the UK and the US were briefed very clearly um, by virologists that at the time they thought there was a very good chance this had come out of a laboratory. They couldn't explain one feature in particular of its genome by any other way, and uh, that they thought that theory should be taken very seriously. And yet the outcome of that meeting was to commission uh, an article for Nature Medicine magazine, and another couple of articles came out shortly after that too, one of which had Farrer on as a co-author, um, which basically rubbished that idea and said, no, it couldn't have come from a lab. And there was no evidence for that. And it was a conspiracy theory and everybody should shut up about it. So what changed in the couple of days after that meeting to, to take these people from thinking it was a very strong possibility to thinking it was a nutty conspiracy theory that could, could be ruled out? And not only the show is that what changed is politics. It wasn't, it wasn't scientific evidence that changed their minds. It was the impact this might have on the reputation of science in general and science in China in particular. That's a what, do you, what, do you have, what do you have on that that shows that directly? Well, there's an email from Ron Fauchier, uh, who is a, a Dutch scientist who was involved in this uh, exchange, um, who says, we can't 
uh, agree to this because uh, it would have an impact on uh, we must rule out this possibility because it would have a significant impact on science in general and Chinese science in particular. We have a remark from Francis Collins in one of the emails saying this might damage international harmony if we indulge in this speculation. Um, it's a strange choice of words. It's the sort of mm -hmm. words that uh, the Chinese regime uses actually a lot. Um, so... Um, uh, it's pretty clear. Uh, there's, there's, then finally, there's an email in April uh, in which Francis Collins uh, basically says to um, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, yes, this article did come out, but it didn't shut down the debate as much as I'd hoped. Uh, there are still people speculating about a lab leak. That's uh, a pity because it's, it's not helpful to the reputation uh, of science. Um, the background of this, of course, you remember, is that Donald Trump has said this virus comes from China around the same time. And a lot of these scientists um, uh, are very strongly opposed to him and are horrified by the thought that some of this information might um, give him some vindication. So I think, you know, the, the problem here is scientists saying one thing in public, thinking a completely different thing in private, uh, and their reason for doing so being political, not scientific. Matt, have you, have you ever read The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Rich, um, Rudyard Kipling? I have, but a very long time ago. Yeah. Well, I, I, think of that, I think of that poem almost every day because it talks about when society goes this far off the rails. And, the, you know, the last line is, you know, The Gods of the Copybook Headings, uh, you know, with terror and slaughter return. You, you will eventually depending on how far you go, you will have to come back to truth. Um, and the more you fight it, the worse it becomes, and the worse the fight back to the truth is. Um, science and medicine has got to start their fight back right now, or there's going to, they're being, they are completely discrediting themselves right now by not being 100% transparent. We can't survive with a medical uh, industry and hierarchy that is involved in lies, blackmail, uh, you know, uh, payoffs, uh, and politics. It, 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 it's bad for all of humanity. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't go as far as to use some of those words, but I agree with the point you're making. And I, I do so as somebody who's very pro-science. I've defended and championed science all my career. I've written about yeah, the wonderful achievements of scientists. It's, it's my, I think it's human, humankind's greatest achievement, bar none. I agree. The discovery of, 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 of how the world works. Um, but it is getting very difficult to, to defend the way science is behaving as an institution on some of these matters. Uh, and if science is to retain its reputation, it's got to own up and say, look, in the name of science, some people have been doing dangerous experiments. That's a mistake, whether it led to this pandemic or not. Certainly didn't help predict it as it was supposed to. Um, and uh, if science were to look at itself and say, sorry, guys, we got a few things wrong here. We got a lot right. We developed vaccines and so on. But actually, we may have started this pandemic. We're really, really sorry. Let's make sure it never happens again. They would get a lot of credit. Instead I agree. of doing that, they're saying, um, no, 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 uh, we don't want you to talk about this. We don't want you to think this. Uh, we can rule it out. It's a conspiracy theory. It's, it's nutty. Um, 
Uh, and I'm afraid that means that, that when this does come out to be the case, which it may well do, can't be sure about that, but we may well find out that this did start in a lab, that it may drag a lot more of science down with it than it should. Yep. So, Matt, I don't know if you're qualified to tell me this, but I take the um, I take the latest news of this pandemic becoming an endemic um, as good news. This is this is what really kind of happened in the 1918 flu. Bad the first year, worse the second year. Then it starts to uh, uh, peter out and we just end up with a flu. Omicron seems to have a death rate lowered by 91 percent. That's, you know, and we're still in the throes of everyone getting it. So it's still bad. But I take this as the possible beginning of the end of this nightmare. Would you agree agree or not? I I completely agree with you. I've been saying this for for a number of weeks. And when when I started saying, hang on, I think this is the milder version of the virus, I had, you know, some of the sort of medical establishment saying there's no such thing as a mild version of a virus. It only depends on how much our immune, reaction, our immune system reacts to it. Um, and it, respiratory viruses don't evolve towards mildness. Uh, I'm sorry, then how do you explain the fact there are 200 kinds of common cold and none of them kill us? You know, yeah. etc. So uh, I think this is exactly what we've been waiting for, uh, a mild version displacing a, a nastier version, the, the virus becoming endemic, becoming a seasonal, not completely harmless, and still capable of killing people, um, infection. And I think that's what happened, for example, with the other four coronaviruses that we catch all the time. Uh, They cause the common cold, or versions of it. Um, They're not the commonest cause of the common cold, but they're one of the causes. uh, And they do not kill us. And they started as nasty pandemics that probably did kill us. Are they... um, Is there any case to be made for... Uh, you know, Fauci has even come out and said, everybody's going to get this. So why the big push now again on quarantine and and everything else? Isn't this kind of what we were hoping to happen? I mean, I don't want anyone to die. So do everything you can so that they don't die. But this is the end of that isolation thing. The people in, in Antarctica, in the labs there, have Omicron. So everyone's going to get it. Exactly. Well, the UK, which hasn't always got it right in this area and has been far too draconian and uh, uh, authoritarian in the way it's handled this health crisis, in my view, um, nonetheless did take a decision back in July that it would open up society again. And uh, we were predicted to have hundreds of thousands of deaths as a result by the modelers. That didn't happen. Um, that has meant that we've had an earlier and bigger Omicron wave than other countries. That has largely displaced our Delta wave. That has meant that we've now got, yes, we're still getting 100,000 new cases a day, but our death rate is knocking along in the low hundreds um, and uh, has not got anything like as bad as it did last winter. It looks like we in the UK are going to be out of this uh, um, uh, pandemic uh, quicker and earlier than, than other European countries. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, compared to the US. Uh, and so if that, that tells us that the right decision was to open up society and stop these lockdowns back in the summer. Scotland wouldn't follow suit, and it's having a slightly worse time now. Matt Ridley, God bless you. Thank you, sir, for all of your hard work. Thank you for defending science um, and just speaking the truth as you understand it. God bless you. 
God to the copybook headings. I'm off to read it right now. Thanks. Yeah, good. You, it'll blow your mind if you haven't read it for a while. <clears throat> All right. Let me tell you about uh, the Tuttle Twins books. Uh, okay. Goldline. I want to talk to you about gold. Yeah, you can pay with the Tuttle Twins books with gold. I'm pretty sure they now accept really? gold. Really? Yeah, you can check okay. it out. Yeah, yeah good. Read the yeah, fine I'm thinking print. about. I'm thinking about maybe taking gold as a as a payment as well, you mm. know. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Goldline knows what's coming. Um, and as you will see in the gods of the copybook headings, uh, if you would look that up today, it, what that whole thing is, is when the world goes mad and it goes through periods of absolute madness, when it does, everything, um, you know, wishes become horses and pigs have wings. And everybody denies the truth. Eventually, it gets down to all of the basic ma- mathematics and gold and silver and what has value and what doesn't. And the end of the poem is, well, but then it just burns itself out because none of it is true. And the entire thing collapses. And uh, the gods of the copybook headings just limp up to explain it once more. All that glitters is, go- is not gold. And two and two do equal four. That's what Goldline understands. That's what I understand. Uh, I buy it against a hedge of insanity and for the real reset that will come uh, when when we gain our faculties again. Call Goldline now. They have all kinds of specials going on. They are giving away this week uh, free silver uh, with the purchase of uh, Indian head coins. These are the ones that I buy. Check it out. Find out all the details. But please find out if this is right for your family. You need to spread out your risk because trouble is coming. It's Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. Someday. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for listening this week. I, I can't tell you how overwhelmed uh, I am by the response uh, towards the new book. We honestly, it, it's it's the it was the hardest book for us to write and research because we were figuring it out as we went. Um, we we questioned it every step of the way and then wondered if anyone would be interested in this topic. Uh, and the overwhelming response literally cannot keep it in stores and cannot keep it in stock. Um, it is the f- best-selling book, the fastest-selling book I've ever written, uh, and I've written you know two million sellers. Uh, and it is it's overwhelming, and that just I th- shows our connection. Um, we're we think alike. Um, we know something isn't right. We don't necessarily know what it is, but we want to know the answer. And there's a lot of people in America now that, quite honestly, they don't want to look at it. They're, they're afraid, they're tired, or whatever. And it's, it's going to take 20% of the population that will fix this. And it is fixable. In the, in the book, and Justin, we, we have to talk about this a little bit more. In the book, there are real solutions. And they're not... They're not bogus solutions. It's not just go out and vote. It, they are real things that the average person can do that will make a difference. But people, 
may dismiss them because they'll see they'll seem small and this is such a huge problem but that's the lie yeah that is the lie the the big the biggest challenge to the great reset really is people believing in this lie that there's nothing that they can do i'm not going to do anything uh it's too big for me i'm just going to keep living my life the way i've always lived it I'm not going to change. You have to change. That's how they win. They are literally banking. The elites are banking on all of us being too lazy and too cheap to do anything about this problem. But if we take it on ourselves and make the changes in our own lives, we actually can stop the Great Reset. Look, why are they trying to silence voices? Because they want you to feel powerless and alone. That should tell you everything you need to know about fighting this. Get it at glensnewbook.com glensnewbook.com all we have to do is set our mind towards doing what we know is right the eyes of the world are upon us now god bless have a safe weekend